I'm not okay with this. Stop, please. Homecoming dances, dating, boys, girls, superpowers, all this and more on Netflix's own. I'm not okay with this. Let's find a show we never seen before. Series with Start at the end, yeah, that's where we Folks, BIPOCs, Philippines, Latinx, Italianx, welcome. Welcome to Series Finale, the only podcast where comedians watch and discuss the final episode of a TV show they've never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. Jack is uh, serving his country. He's off serving his country uh, in a special, in a underground spec special ops way we can't talk about right now. But uh, if you want to hear more Jack and more us, go to Patreon.com. You actually won't hear finale. Jack. Jack hasn't been around on the Patreon for a but while. But you'll hear us. Yeah, and we're there. through us, it's kind of like Gestaltian podcasting. <laughs> like when you and I talk in the absence of Jack, <laughs> we form Jack. Yes. He becomes part of us. One of Plato's forms. Yes. The perfect representation of Jack it, it becomes, uh, becomes aroused. Yeah, so check it out, guys. Patreon.com. We put out a free episode every week. We've been complaining about it in between uh, recording <laughs> sessions today, how laborious it is. But there are 17 of you <laughs> listening, and we did a lot of fun shows. We did Below Deck Mediterranean. We have 120. We have like about 130 podcast episodes, and we have about 120 Patreon episodes. We have like 250 hours of content. If you get HBO Max right now, you will finish The Sopranos before you would finish our Patreon. That's insane. That's amazing. There's 84 episodes of The Sopranos. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, do you think our sh- our show is superior to The Sopranos? I think it's a better representation of the Italian ex community, <laughs> and I think it's more literary. I think when we our show does have its finale, we should cut to black and we should be playing uh, "Don't Stop Believing." That would be very fun. Yeah. I would be really a good way to go. You're out. still kind of a Sopranos truther. You don't watch every episode. For no. me, a guy who hasn't seen every episode of Sopranos but has seen some is intentionally being rude. Really? Yeah, to the community. I mean, I've seen enough to get the gist. You know, it's like uh, Tony, um, Ralph Cifaretto, Michael Imperioli gets sober. Andrea, what's his his girlfriend gets whacked, and that's the show's over. Yeah, pretty much. But still, he's the Hey! <laughs> uh, but this was not The Sopranos. It was a 24-minute show. Some of the episodes were 18 minutes. I appreciated how short it is. I knew that you would get you would get a big boner for that. You you like a brief TV yes, show? Yes, I do. And it reads almost like I wasn't really that lost. Some things we missed is this main character, Sid. Sid has a dad who's not around, but he had the same superpowers as her. Yes. And then there's Goob. There's a relationship with Stan, but obviously didn't work out because she's has same-sex attraction. Yeah. And uh, then she finds out her friend Dina, who she put the moves on, is into her. So it's all going pretty good. Yes. And uh, we could all glean all of that from the uh the situation here. this is a one season netflix teen drama about a girl who has psychic powers yeah i would say it's it's definitely not as 
fun as the Big Show show, but... (laughs) And this is a show that was renewed. It was going to go forward, but for COVID-19. COVID-19 canceled the show. They canceled season two because this seemed like a good end of a season to me. It ends on a kind of a big cliffhanger, you know? A, A man comes out of the dark and says... I presume it to be her father. Almost certainly. Teach her the way to control her magic. To control her magic powers, Sid's magic powers. What did you think of uh, uh, of uh, of and her approach to dating? What was her approach? Put the moose, lie in a bed with someone at a party <laughs> in a private room, <laughs> then kiss them, and then run away. They had vibes of um, what was the other show? Euphoria. W- Euphoria, right? Same sex lying. Well, so yeah, same sex lying in bed, hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> it was not as good as Euphoria. I can say that. Yeah, I mean it, it got canceled. Euphoria continues on. So I'm euphoric about that. <laughs> uh, I am not okay with this. Uh, why did I just say the title again? How did you hear about this? Just from the TV industry rags. Yeah, mostly I. Uh, it was kind of a big shock and surprise for some people when it was canceled because they again they I think it had done fairly well. People were thinking a second season was lined up. And in fact, the second season was approved, but it was canceled for reasons outside of ratings. Like another show I'd like to do one day is uh, is another superpower show. It's called Witchblade. It's based off a comic book. And that was a show that was canceled. And the rumors say it was canceled because the star struggled so much with her alcoholism that it was so it was such a big problem that they just canceled the show. Must have been a horrible alcoholic <laughs> in an industry riddled with drunks for your show to get canceled because yeah. you're drinking is surprising. I think Jimmy Fallon tried to have an intervention for her. He actually put on blackface and became Jimmy Fallon. Hassan Minaj's <laughs> Patriot Act, though, was also canceled recently. Was it because of COVID? No, it was just canceled. Okay. I, I think that Netflix, some people believe their idea to cancel a show They'll do it. It doesn't really matter about ratings. They just want to be creating new because a new thing has the potential to bring new subscribers. Sure. So they felt that six seasons, they had milked Hassan Minaj for all his worth. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want to pay for more. They used, they chewed him up and spit him out. Yeah, pretty much. After they paid his ass, probably a lot of money. Probably. He's probably going to get paid even more money now. Hassan is a bright future, I think. Yeah, I've never seen the show. Me neither. Don't like TV, personally. But you know it's called Patriot Act. You I've heard of it. there's a show called Hassan Minaj Patriot Act. I knew, I knew the name Hassan Minaj. Hassan I mean, it Minaj. Just, it rolls off the tongue really it's well. It's an amazing name. Hassan, also the uh, one of the guys I worked with getting my van fixed this weekend. Hassan? Yeah, his name was Hassan. Friend the, of yours now? Yeah, I think so. They, they fixed my house. My house drives around now, which is really nice. The va- All right, give me you guys a little van update. I drove the Did van. Did you drive here, by the way? No, I live. I put the the van is back in the same spot it was in for nine months. Dude, how much stain was on the asphalt beneath it? Oh, no, it was fine. Nothing. No, but I mean, like you know how sometimes a car will drive away and then it's all dry and like <laughs> like everywhere around it has been aged by sun, salt. <laughs> But that one little patch is it's, kind of it's a fresh grass. It's yeah. like fresh asphalt. Yeah, it's yeah. St- it was still sticky from the tar. Um, I drove a. I, I live. I you guys who listen might know that I do live in a van. I used to live in a large panel van, but then I downgraded to a minivan, a 2000 Mazda MPV. You downsized. I down. <laughs> I downsized. Yeah, I simplified my life. Is what it really was. I drove it to the city of New York in the fall of 2019. And I parked it in a specific spot, and I left it there from the fall of 2019 to to a few days ago. And it never drove nothing. 
I didn't drive it at all. So when I tried to drive it out of the city in the spring of twenty uh, spring of twenty twenty, uh, the back rear wheel had like the calipers had rusted, and so it just the back rear wheel just de- the driver's side rear wheel just did not move. It would just drag on the ground. Why did that happen? I mean, I, it's uh, it was in a moist environment, and I just left it sitting. So I mean, I think that's a that's a danger. If you, I left the e brake on, I did a bunch of stuff wrong. You shouldn't let. It's not good to let a vehicle sit and not run for nine months. Aka to use it as a house. Yeah, it's not good to do that. You so spo- did he give you any tips of what you can do now? I mean, in the future, I just got to make sure to like you know t- just drive it around a little bit every once in a while, and it'll probably be fine. Will you do that? Yeah, you don't I think seem so. that enthusiastic about doing that. I mean, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm excited to drive it around. I, d- I did immediately put it right back in the same spot, but that's just because it's a really good spot. I mean, it's incredible. You should just get some Cinderbox, take the wheels off, and put it up on blocks. <laughs> I mean, to, to have a vehicle in New York City and to just leave it in the same exact spot for nearly a year and not get a ticket, not get hassled, it's incredible. It's just an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, New York is an amazing town, according to some. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I mean, in terms of parking, it's far superior to dog shit cities like Boston. Oh, if you want to talk parking, we're coming at you, Brookline. Oh, yeah? What's no, going on? You can't park overnight in Brookline on the street. Oh, yeah. It's such it's so ridiculous. They don't want any cars on the streets. It's some bizarre, not-in-my-backyard bullshit. I, don't get, I, do, I mean, I do get why it happens because of... Uh, because of homeowners and their bizarre, the bizarre political and no, I think economic clout they wield. In some way, it could lead to fewer cars on the road and less traffic. Sure. Because if you say no one can park on the street, that means that every place that you want to have a car has to have parking built into it. So now it's going to be more expensive housing, but that's also going to leave open a window for people making housing that has no parking so yeah. there are carless people living in your city yeah uh, in a place like somerville where you can always park on the street you can never really be sure that you you're not encouraging carlessness yeah but i mean we shouldn't be in, we shouldn't be encouraging carlessness we should be encouraging houselessness everyone in, should everyone live, in a car everyone in a car that's a smaller carbon footprint than people in a house maybe but definitely big time Depends on how much you drive that thing. If, and you if, like, you're eating, if you're like me, if you're eating meat and spam up in that thing, <laughs> it's no good. But if you're a vegetarian, you don't fly, you don't drive, you live in a house. Eh. Dude, you're ve- if you're a vegetarian like me, and you, I'm not vegetarian. If you just sit in your van and you just uh, and you get all your water from the water fountain, dude, you're not impacting the earth Over at all. Over by your van, you and I went to a Mexican restaurant. I can say, full heartedly, that was the worst restaurant I've ever. You think now, it was? Oh at yeah. At least in the Mexican genre, the Did food was really bad. I mean, my my burger was whatever, not nothing to write home about, but it wasn't. I I ate it. I mean, it, I I cleaned my garlic shrimp, but it was below minimum. You know, how you see those cigarette signs below state minimum <laughs> at yeah, state minimum. At state minimum. That was state minimum, and it's not like it was dirty. It's the the guy was nice. It was just not good food. Did you perhaps maybe? Were you biased because there was a mentally ill man screaming at another mentally ill woman no, right next to us? I was ready to just let the food stand on its own, <laughs> but on its own, it was not good food. Yeah. What did you think of the woman saying God bless you to people who walked by and then getting accosted by that strange man? No, that guy was trying to be nice, but his his demeanor is very argumentative. He's a screamer. Do you think so? Yeah. Why did you think he was trying to be nice? I think he might just... He was like... Hey, it's my friend Lucinda. Let me go bark at her for 10 minutes. <laughs> His legs are messed up. 
I didn't notice his legs. Wow. That must have been good appetizing dinner view. <laughs> you're cr- so you're um you're disabled you're you're disabled blind. Yeah. I don't see disability. You don't see disability. That's why I don't have a ramp at my home. <laughs> I said I don't see disability. <laughs> um I wouldn't consider having psychic powers a disability. I would consider having it ability. I'm trying to think. Can you be so good at something that it becomes a disability? Um, Can you you be so good at basketball that it would be a disability? You could be so good at having uh, anonymous. You could be so good at having sex that you get HIV. Roger Maris, who broke Babe Ruth's record, he had 61 home runs instead of 60 in a single season. He was fiercely harassed for breaking the record. So I guess in that way, if you're better than a beloved hero, you Mm -hmm. could be too good at something for your own good. Everyone knows Babe Ruth now, but I don't think a lot of people know Roger Maris. He was more of a, like, he won great season. Babe Ruth had a great career. Yeah. Plus he was fat, smoked cigars, loved sex. People love that. Babe Ruth had serious sex appeal, I think. Do you think so? Do you think he was, uh, do you think he uh, had top beef? He had a ton of beef. He had body round beef, but it worked. Yeah. You know why he wore baggy baseball pants? Do you think if, <laughs> do you think that uh, if we could pull him out of time, we could cast him as Tony Soprano, the Great Bambino? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love the whole name, the Bambino. The Bambino. Apparently, Jesus from Jesus and Mero. Yeah. Or maybe Mero refers to Babe Ruth as Dominican as Bobby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. It He's is very, very funny. into Dominican trutherism about Babe Ruth. Bobby yeah, Ruth. you talked about this before on a on a recent podcast about um, pe- only people of color have done good things. Like Mozart was black, right? Right. Um, but Mozart was not black. Alexandre Dumas was black. Yeah. Maybe we should try to find more sort of historical celebrities that we could add blackness to. Uh, we, so we are obsessed with race as Americans. We yeah. are obsessed with race on this podcast. Yes. I would say race was not really central in this episode. No. Let, let me go right out the gate with my Deepak Chopra moment. Wow. So so um, Sid is having trouble. She broke up with Stan. She's conflicted about it. She's a little lonely. Her friend Dina broke up with her boyfriend, and mm. everyone's hollering at Dina. Brad. Three guys. Breaks up with Brad. Dina suggests kind of coily. What if you and I go to the dance? Mm-hmm. And to feel out if it's a stag thing or if it's a date, Sid says, are we dressing up? Yeah. She says, yeah, you better bring it. And then she scampers off. And this is the greatest. This this made me feel, wow. I said, wow, this is good art. It's a, it's a reversal of the classic trope of young boy comes to take daughter to dance. Yeah. He arrives, comes to the door, has to wait downstairs with the father. Sure. He sees her coming down the steps. Wow, you look beautiful. Sure. Dina comes in. And I just love right from the beginning. Goob is like, come on in, Dina. She'll be down. <laughs> it's like very funny. And then it gets really hammy. But I really like Dina waiting for Sid in Dina's in uh, Sid's mother's living room. Oh, and she comes down and she looks gorgeous or whatever. Yeah. That was a very nice moment. That was a very nice moment. And this was two women going to prom together, little tie-in to Dance Moms. That's the group dance it did, which was the prom. I mean, I don't know if it was throughout the series, but I would say throughout the the finale, her sexuality is not really a big deal. It just is. It shouldn't be when she can have when she can use her psychic powers, do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's probably much the least interesting thing about her. You know, she well, can do amazing things. It's also probably safer that she is with a woman, unless that woman is Hope Solo, because of lower incidences <laughs> of domestic <laughs> abuse <laughs> in lesbian relationships. Because so she, she could blow off the head. If Hope Solo got fresh with her at a family barbecue, <laughs> she could nuke her head. That's right. Um, at the pr- um, 
at the prom, should we do the Guinnesses now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So at the prom, uh, Brad, Dina's ex-girlfriend, in a bizarre scene, takes the mic, gets on stage, and starts berating uh, Sid about how he's she's like ha- gonna have sex with his ex girlfriend. Very uncomfortable. It's very. It's some, you think somebody would have like taken that mic away from him? They would have. Yeah. Th- if this is this is set in modern times, I feel like this definitely would not fly. He would get shouted down in- instantly. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. But I mean, it's a TV show. So is it set in modern times? It is real seventies feel. It is. I I I saw that too. It has an aesthetic of like seventies eighties, but it definitely is set in a modern in modern in a modern era. I forget exactly what I did to confirm that, but yeah, it is. It is interesting to me. I agree people would be shouted down now. They might have when I was in high school, but when I look back, I think there was two people who were out of the closet when I was in high school. Yeah. So very much, that was not even 10 years ago, very much the trope of all these kids are gay, trans, non-binary, you know, the whole world is going this way was not true 10 years ago. Sure. But I'm just saying that- Hopefully, in terms of acceptance, we've come a long way. Yeah, but I'm just saying that even if you aren't gay or trans, if someone was just going up and be like, this girl's a fucking fag, or they would, someone would be like, hey, shut up. I will say this. They probably would be allowed, but as soon as he said shit, they would cut the mic because that <laughs> level of crassness would not be allowed. Not not, not acceptable. Um, Brad is kind of berating uh, uh, Dina and Sid uh, when Sid lashes out with her psychic powers in this clip. Guess what Sydney was doing upstairs? She was kissing my girlfriend. Now don't get me wrong. Chicks get drunk. They make out sometimes and I'm all for it, but being a full-on dyke, that's a whole other ball meme. Sid is fucking in love with Dina. Page after page, it's absolutely pathetic. Oh, shut up, Brad. My God. Don't even get me started with the daddy issues on this one. Everyone in her life thinks that she's a piece of shit. I mean, everyone. Hey, man, leave her alone. Listening to these clips always like really drives home for me that dialogue is such a small part of TV. <laughs> like we're always bombarded with music. Sure, yeah. Uh, Sid, well, she, when she's confronted by Brad, she uses her psychic powers to blow his head off. It explodes, incredibly bloody and violent. Now it's it's unclear to me based on my reading of this. Someone reading it, seeing it for the first time with no thing was there was no malice here and Sid actually like can't control it it's Mm. some kind of defense mechanism and it's always an explosion I didn't see it as she chose to do it at this moment and she could have done a litany of other 
defensive measures like pushing him against a wall mm. or something. I kind of feel like it's it's the nuclear option only, <laughs> and the only thing that controls it is like her level of anger. Maybe so she can keep her anger in check, but she's not controlling to kill or not. Because like I don't know if she chose to kill the guy, then I'm not on her side anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh maybe we would have found that out in the second season, but the second season, of course, has been stopped by COVID nineteen bullshit. Um, Democratic hoax. This is clearly. Uh, this seems like a pretty big homage to another piece of media, Carrie. Have you seen Carrie? No, I have not. Uh, Carrie was a a, mo- a very successful Brian De Palma movie based off of a very successful Stephen King novel about a, a, a young girl who has psychic powers who is picked on by her classmates to the point where at the prom, uh, she is they dump pig blood on her as a, as like a prank, and then she lashes out with her psychic powers and like kills the, like her entire her entire school. This is not what happens here, but in a similar homage, she uses her psychic powers, and she's covered with blood. Yeah, Brian De Palma also did the Scarface 1983 remake. That's true. Brian De Palma also directed the first Michelin Impossible movie. Very prolific. Good guy. With Tommy Cruise. With Tommy Cruise. Um, also, I want to point out that they play this song right uh, right at the uh, when she blows up Brad's head. It's... Uh, it's by Echo and the Bunnymen, and that song. I'm not a music guy. But when I f- I first heard that song at the end of a podcast, and it like blew my mind how good it was. I loved it. I would like I listened to it like six times in a row. Echo and the Bunnymen. The song right at the end, the acoustic guitar. The song they were just playing. Yeah, there. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that. Uh, I think it's called the Killing Moon. Have you ever had an incident at a dance? Oh, a school dance like we like uh, Sid just had at her yeah. school dance. Yeah, I actually have had. An incident at a school dance. Really? Yeah, it's true. Um, and then I actually want to hear about your real life experience. Did you go to dances when you were at Thousand Oaks, California? High? I really didn't. I was not. I was. Uh, I was very much again. I was very much uh, not into curriculars or uh, extracurriculars. You I didn't guess. go to prom. Uh, I went to some school dances. I did not go to prom. In middle school, you must have gone. Everybody I went. went I went to middle school dances. Yeah, I remember going to some middle school dances, but I didn't go to prom. Were you a good dancer? Of course. Do you do any of the moves? I was big into the shopping cart, the sh- lawnmower. I was big into <laughs> 70s style moves. I did a good lawnmower. Really? Good lawnmower. Do you think it's that good? I don't huh? do a good running, man. We got to get you on TikTok before the, before it goes away. The things I do well, a Shakira singing impression. You just pretend a mini, mu- mini muffin is stuck in your throat. <laughs> then I do a good lawnmower. And I do, I hate to say it, and Jack won't give me credit, but I do a good Don Corleone. What's the Don, Don oh. Vito Corleone? No. When I the stuff my mouth. <laughs> Who's told you that's good? Me. <laughs> Sometimes that's good. Con- that's the kind of confidence that Don Vito would have. Yeah, but I'm not out here saying I have a good Trump, saying I have a good Joe Biden. I can't decline my mind well mm, enough to do that yeah. one. But you also say you have an amazing Mike Tyson. No, no, I have a, a middle of the road Mike Tyson. You didn't hear me bring that up. What you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, Mike. Hey, man, how you doing? I, I saw this thing. I kind of relate to Sid because she can't control she, herself. She, she can't control herself. And she commits crimes. She doesn't want to hurt people, but they want to hurt her. The world want to hurt her. I got some leg hair. I got leg hair. Touch my leg hair. Don't touch my leg hair, Joe don't, Biden. Let me smell your hair. I don't have hair. I want to touch and smell your hair. I am bald. I, you're not the bald. Only hair you're not bald everywhere. The only hair that I have is down there. Yeah, I want to touch and no, smell that hair. No, Kiki doesn't. Give want me your hair. No, you want to no. fight about it? Yes, I do. You want to fight about yes, it? Yes, I do. I'll kick your ass. Yes, I do. Come on, man. 
<laughs> I actually did have a traumatic experience similar to sit at a, at a at a school dance. Really? Yeah, I went to school in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Uh, me and my entire class were hardcore Second Amendment fanatics. Everywhere we went, we practiced open carry with several firearms, including long arms like AK-47s uh, and pistols. We brought our we brought our guns everywhere we went. School, the movies, the library, the Holocaust Museum. We brought guns everywhere we went. We were mad for the Second Amendment and mad for our right to bear arms. Uh, even our school dance had a gun theme. Yeah, the theme was chamber around for that loving sound. At the school dance, everyone was having a great time. We were waving our weapons around, dancing, even doing a fun game of pistol juggling when a shot rang out. Jesus. The entire gymnasium of middle schoolers all pulled out their weapons and started shooting wildly. Gun smoke and gun noises filled the air as people began to drop like flies. I was using the DJ as a human shield, firing indiscriminately when I was hit and I lost consciousness. I woke several days later in a hospital where I was annoyed to learn that there was no shooter. Sally Davenport was drawing a pro-Second Amendment message on a balloon with a marker when it popped, triggering, triggering the shooting. I had been shot in the, in the spine between the C7 and C8 vertebrae and had lost the use of my legs. It was a long, hard road back to recovery. Uh, hours crying, sweating, doing rehab, learning to walk, dragging my useless limbs about. It was truly devastating and hard work. I shit myself trying to walk, and then I had to fa- I had to accept that I had failed and would spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Luckily, almost all my classmates, classmates were also paralyzed in the shooting, and so we were all in wheelchairs. Uh, once I got out of the hospital, I was reunited with my beloved guns, and I went back to school where I excelled in murder ball, but I failed any course that required critical thinking. Soon enough, the time for the second annual time enough for the an- soon enough the time for the annual dance came around again. This time, it had an underwater theme, and with most of the class paralyzed in wheelchairs from gunshot wounds, the theme was seals on wheels. I had oh my, my first God. I had my first wheelchair dance with my high school sweetheart. We kissed on the dance floor, and then we went back to my place, where I tried my best to make love to her, but my penis did not work correctly. But That's sad. I would say it's not sad. I thought it was uplifting. And uh, did they still have a wrestling team at this wheelchair <laughs> high school? Did the hazing rituals change at all? <laughs> they w- uh, they did still have a broomstick named Pedro that they would stick up player uh, wrestlers' ass. But now with all of them paralyzed from the waist down, they didn't mind. It was just a nice stool. <laughs> <laughs> I was also a big party guy. I was yeah. attending a high school dance party in 2011. It was 2011, and times were simpler and more ignorant. My class had gotten sick of homecoming because we had a very poor football program, and the student government decided instead we would do a CEOs in hoes theme. Nice. (laughs) My date and I decided to subvert expectations. She would be the CEO, and I would be the hoe. Nice. She decided to go as CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra. Because Mary was of Finnish descent, I just decided to go as a bathhouse hoe. Nice. I wore nothing but a banya hat and a towel. <laughs> we were immediately stopped at the door by the principal. <laughs> she said, I could not go in. I said, do I need to put my pasties on? She said, pasties are fine, but you don't need them. But shoes are a must because we have often had rings, outbreaks of ringworm due to the wrestling team. Mm. They have been found both on the mats and in the broom closet. Gross. The principal, however, had a huge problem with my date. My date was black, and she had decided to do whiteface to play the white <laughs> Mary Barra. 
My principal was very, very upset at this. A crowd started to gather and people started TikToking it. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. during the TikTok, the debate was not about uh, whiteface. My date's whiteface was so convincing that people thought she was white. Uh. Th- she thought we were a white Karen couple <laughs> trying to break clothing uh, optional restrictions. So instead, we were canceled and taken down and unable to get college applications or a job. Damn. So what do you guys do now? Uh, we just kind of tweet about <laughs> how whiteface was wrong. Yeah. So you guys are just kind of uh, darlings of the alt right. Yeah, pretty much, more yeah. or less. You guys have a you, <laughs> you guys uh do podcasts, the Greek in the cave. Yeah. Oh, and Benjamin, we get involved with all those people. <laughs> Milo's gonna be on next week. What is Milo doing now? I don't know. He's been banned. He's been deplatformed hardcore. It's interesting to me the people where the money is enough. Like some of them do quit. Some people do quit public life. Yeah. I wonder how much how much would you need? You want a million bucks, right? I know with a million cash, even 600 after taxes, I could live forever. Yeah. I would no longer be living around here, but I could live forever. Sure. I would probably go to Maine. Oh, that's right. Maine is going to be it's kind of like your retreat from the world. I like it. It's quiet. I would probably try and do some online comedy still. But I guess if I fully quit that, I would be fine. Yeah. I mean, if you uh when you take these retreats to Maine, is there a chance that you, as you withdraw from society and watch Joker every day, you'll become an incel? I don't wa- even watch movies up there. I just read about the Sicilian mob. I think you're watching. I think you should watch Joker. Is it good? No, but it's you it's don't like it at all. Joker? Yeah. It's a. B- I, in my opinion, it is a bad movie. Joker. You yeah. would rather watch Tamerlan? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the trailer for the bat? You probably didn't see. You hate. Com- I hate. You comic hate. Book you stuff. hate comic books. I'm gonna do you a solid, Don. I'm gonna watch a Marvel comic universe next time we do like a Patreon. I'm up for it. That you'll oh you want to watch like a TV show yeah oh yeah yeah we can do that I don't want to get involved in another hellhole of a movie <laughs> well yeah I guess that's true um, but yeah I was just making a joke about you going to Maine and retreating from society and becoming an incel yeah I don't think it's gonna happen it could but I don't think it will if it does it could you could we could we could take the podcast in the alt right direction and start getting these fans. Hopefully that's still marketable because I kind of feel like they've stopped ponying up the cash. You think so? Oh, you think the well is dry? Yeah, I think the well is drying up. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, well, hopefully we'll we'll always have that option on the table. It's nice to have the option even if you don't exercise it. Like the way people do when they carry around their guns for Second I Amendment. I mean, you know, I kind of thought I would be sharing these videos and then immediately become a superstar. Yeah. Maybe that's the same thing with us trying to become alt-right comedians. We're just putting out <laughs> hateful invective and like, no, 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 trust me. It's going to be worth We're going to get a lot of listeners and yeah. we're going to be famous. So we and just, then it doesn't work. <laughs> so we just have like, we just have, view, we just have all these videos up where we argue that the use of slurs is fine they have like seven views yeah we're just like a facebook page basically (laughs) god that would be a horrific way to go uh anything else you want to say oh about uh i'm show specific not not because we're wrapping up just like plot wise for me that big moment was the the subversion the coming down the stairs i like goob her relationship with her brother is cool the mom is nice the dad is not around but she feels fondly of him she shares a loving story of their first kiss what do you think about um I mean, Stan is. Uh, I guess they used to. She used to. He used to date Sid, and he really confesses his his love for her, and she just is like, no, no deal. Yeah, he steps to his abusive father, which was a little like both hack for me. 
That's how I knew it was a modern time show, by the way, because the the TV was like a modern TV. Oh, it was? It was like, yeah, it was like um, the aspect ratio was like, you know, 16 by 9. It wasn't like a square box. Dude, nothing else was evidently modern, though. I agree with that. It it definitely seemed like a show that could have been, you know, set in like the 70s, 80s. But the TV was modern. But no cell phones and people drove weird cars. Stan g- ends up going to the prom with a, a teetotaler. Like he smokes a J. <laughs> Stan was an interesting character. I thought you would love that she was anti weed. He was uh, really against his drunk dad, but then he's smoking a doobie in the car with his date. Did you? You were not sober uh, in high school, right? No, I started off as a teetotaler type. Then he became a reckless drunk, and then I, you know. Okay, so in, in the high, end, all things in high school. In high school, you were not smoking doobies. I was smoking doobies in high school, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, not at, I mean, at this time, yeah, but I wasn't smoking doobies in freshman year. Gotcha. But in high school, you were smoking doobies. Yeah, I was smoking doobies in nice. high school. Jimmy Fallon. Did Jimmy Fallon smoke doobies? In, I think it was more Barack Obama chum games type smoking. <laughs> I mean, I'm to the point that, like, I, I don't think doobies are good. If you, sm- I'm going to give some of the stupid advice, like, Dave Matthews style advice. It, the world would be so much better if everyone sat around, smoked a joint, and listened to Dave Matthews. That is bad that advice. That kind of lame advice where somehow the world will be amazing if everyone does hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah. But I think there's no reason not to smoke marijuana 25 times in high school. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good number, and then you should really never smoke again. You become a loser when you smoke as an adult. What, do you, what, what is the benefit to smoking in high school? I think there's very, very limited. I think you quickly go through an angsty alt phase where you're like, dude, the dare guy told me I would die if I smoked weed. I didn't die. So what else was a lie? <laughs> you know, you're big into that mode. And some of our friends and uh, fellow Bernie supporters are still in that world mindset. <laughs> but you realize life is not necessarily as it seems or it's not. It doesn't have to be the way that it is. Yeah. You, you have a lot more freedom. I do believe smoking marijuana in this is, I think, documented scientifically, can encourage um, dissonant style thinking. So thinking more disjointedly it could yeah. help with creativity. But I think marijuana's overwhelming role is just is something that saps motivation and gets you way too into talking about weed. <laughs> Fortunately, if you get into cigars, there's no one to talk about it with. So you're never that guy talking about cigars. No, I don't know. Cigars have whole magazines and stuff like that. You yeah, know? but they're just ads. That's true. I wonder what the weed magazine I'd be willing to bet that I've smoked less weed than you in my life. Were you a marijuana smoker in high school? Definitely not. I smoked once in like freshman year. Didn't like it. Probably never again through high school. Maybe like I probably smoked weed like... I probably smoked weed like 12 times in my life. Why did you smoke it once in freshman year? Because freshman year, that's definitely when the weed people are getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I wanted, I I wanted to give it a go. I wanted to try it out. I definitely did get I used to say I didn't get high, but I definitely did get high and just didn't realize it. That's what they say, is that you are high. It's just you can't recognize the subtleties. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I used to think I didn't get high, but then look, thinking back on it, I, it was some, they, somebody who like gave me the weed was asking me questions on the bus about what I was feeling. And I just couldn't understand the question. But then I was. High. But then I also would insist that I was not high at all. Why? Who? So you smoked weed on the bus with friends? I, sm- or I alone? smoked. I smoked. Oh, I'm going to confess to a crime on the podcast here. <laughs> uh, I smoked marijuana with a friend at a bus stop before the bus arrived. Before school. Before school. This was a guy you caught the bus with every day. Yeah, pretty much every day. He we like, smoked. Hey man, we you did the. Get high? We did the apple core. The oh, apple really? bong thing. Yeah, yeah. We smoked pot. 
Who used to do the aluminum can thing, which is definitely can't be good for you. Uh, yeah, I guess. And definitely, it definitely has a negative vibe because it seems more druggy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Smoking out of aluminum can is used one step from can to glass pipe. Crack then cocaine. you die. So then you didn't like it, and then you just did it a couple more times. But you love booze, and you just didn't like being marijuana high. Yeah, I do. I mean, and boozing, I didn't do it all until I was 24. And you didn't smoke cigarettes till you're 24. Yeah, I was I was straight edge. Dude, CVS changed your life. <laughs> Dude, I so was So you didn't even booze till 24, but now you seem to have a negative opinion kind of towards sobriety. Um I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I don't I like since since COVID-19 has limited the ability for social drinking, I really haven't drank at all. I mean, I had one night of heavy drinking like a couple of months ago, but How do you feel about this? statement there are some people in like the boston comedy world who would have started around your time that feel that the last five years have been very lame in part because people are so serious and don't drink the way they used to um i definitely oh what do i think about that yeah um people are extremely serious and career driven from like the get-go now like you do like six open mics and then you're just like constantly putting out content and worrying about yada yada um the, I would say that definitely it's from what I've experienced, people seem to drink so much harder. I mean, when I, even when I first started, people were drinking like crazy, like to worrying levels. And I think it's probably good that the drinking has abated somewhat, it seems to have at least, where it's not like just an excuse to go out and get blackout every single night. Um, but uh, when you're super ambitious, it's just really lame to like talk to some people. Yeah, yeah. It's what? incredibly lame to be around some people that are so ambitious that, that they're like, not funny. That they, yeah, that they only just talk about. They're only, con- they're only, they're talking more about. Uh, they're talking more about the success they want to have than like the good work they want to create. Yes, absolutely. And um, let me ask you this: So, what made you drink at 24? Was it? It's cigarettes was you get an extra break. Did you get an extra break if you were half cocked at CVS? Uh, no, I, three questions. Let me set them all up. Oh, wow. One, this what, is like a debate. What made you drink I'm at Joe that Biden. point? Did you sell alcohol to a minor while you were straight edge? <laughs> and was the turning of the back from the straight edge community what made you drink? Uh, and then how did you celebrate your 21st birthday? Oh, I don't really remember how I celebrated my 21st birthday. I You d- must have been offered a drink. I, I figure I must have, but I definitely wasn't into it at that point. Um, I did... Uh, what made me drink was I went on a, a trip to Louisiana with a friend of mine, and then I just... I had a bunch of drinks, and it was super fun. So you didn't think about it that much, the push into why accept those drinks after all the years of not drinking? I guess not. I mean, I, w- I, would n- I was never like... I was never like... A, principled like i don't drink because it's wrong i just was like i don't want to i don't like the taste it doesn't make me feel good all this you know all these reasons and then when i when i binge drank i was like oh now i see it now i see the fun in this and then it, i was drinking when i sold alcohol to a minor it was fun i'm conf- i'm confessing to two crimes on the podcast so far oh yeah i forgot <laughs> that selling alcohol to a minor actually might be still a crime. Uh, yeah, it is. A, I believe it is a crime. But I, I mean, <laughs> come after me, you know. Hey, you just never go back to whichever state it was. I won't you tell you. I won't tell you. But uh, I can tell you this: if I apply to CVS right now, they probably would not have me back. Yeah, you think they actually take that good of notes? I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe you could do it for the Patreon. I'll make a video where I apply to CVS and see if I get through the process. Could you? 
I guess I could. See if you get a call back and you hear from your history. <laughs> see if uh see if my old boss uh calls me up and offers me my job back and says, Hey, don't worry about it. Uh this time just make a little this time just uh you know, hide it a little better. Damn, that's funny. It's very fascinating. You were twenty four is not chopped liver. It's easy to be straight edge until you're sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> right, but when you're 24, it's like you could you could do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people they start drinking when they're like you know, 16, 15, and I just missed all that. That's very good for your brain. Maybe if everyone didn't start binge drinking until they were 26 years old, it would have many fewer problems. Maybe that's true, and you know these days I definitely don't drink very much. Just fentanyl. That's a little fent. That would, get, that would uh, spice up a, a school dance. I mean, would you I remember smoke a cigarette if I offered you one right now? No, I don't. I w- it would be unpleasant to yeah. smoke a cigarette. Um, so no, I probably wouldn't. Um, I'm ba- I'm big on vape though. Vape is yeah, you're a vape head. A b- big vape head, big vape head. But cigarettes are unpleasant. So no, no taste. You it, used to it, rip butts a little bit, right? I used to rip butts a little bit while drinking. I smoked. I mean, socially, but you were real pariah if you smoked cigarettes at Harvard. Really? That was really deviant, anti-social behavior if you were outside. You could get away with it if you were Turkish and you were smoking outside of the library. But if you're an American-born kid who was smoking, they would think you were really, really serious degenerate. I used to smoke a lot during finals periods, though. Really? I would really not smoke except when drinking, and then I would buy two smokes of cigarettes. I'd smoke like 20 cigarettes studying for an exam, writing a paper. Damn. Would you smoke inside? No, you had to go outside. Oh, okay. That adds to the degeneracy. You're just out there <laughs> being a nut. <laughs> but, uh, did it I, help you ace your finals? Yeah, I think it did. N- n- nicotine is good. It keeps you awake. It keeps you focused. Yeah, it's like brain food. And you just feel so bad for yourself that you put off all this work for so long and you have a self-pity party. That's what cigarettes are good for is self-pity. Yeah. But, um, but then at my, when, I went, when I got sobed up, I quit smoking cigarettes. I did, I did my final finals, my final semester, no booze, no doobies. No cigarettes, <laughs> no whippets, and uh, I got my worst <laughs> grades ever. Oh, because dude. I took up the real drug, stand-up comedy. Dude, I I said, should I study <laughs> or should I go to Tavern at the end of the world in the Burren for seven hours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn! You put your time in, though, huh? Yeah, you put your time in. Damn, whippets! I remember when I did whippets. So fun, such a great. I, I mean, don't think I did it right because I I don't remember it being that fun. Or being that crazy, I think I was afraid that it would to do it, so I half-assed it. Maybe it definitely really fucks you up for a very short amount of time, like eight seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like insanely short. In terms of like cost to experience ratio, it's a poor investment. How much is a whippet? I don't know because I got I never get I never yeah, pay. Who for the it. hell pays for whippets? <laughs> If you if you do whippets, it's one thing. If you bought whippets, you have an issue. <laughs> you gotta buy these little canisters and say you're a chef. It's yeah. really it's really sad. Like, oh, look at this sh- this uh <laughs> this chef has got a lot of cakes to make. Jesus Christ, he comes in every weekend. What's your um chef? Uh, your Deepak Chopra moment. Oh, one more thing about doobies. I don't really want to ever smoke doobies again. I never liked doobies. But it is tempting to think of growing doobies because it's a horticultural challenge. Oh, you, yeah. There's a lot of mixing of the sexes. Dude, it's you know what would piss off weed heads? What? You make a YouTube channel where and you I, grow pot and then you just destroy it. 
Dude, I either destroy it or I say like I use it as like ornamental. Like I'm giving it, uh, giving it to people. I'm drying it, using it as a regular. I think if you make a video where you grow a bunch of weed and then you make another YouTube, you make a YouTube video where you have like say like eight hundred dollars worth of pot and you just destroy it. You just, I don't know how. You, I mean, you could burn it, obviously, but what I mean, you could. Um, you could like grind it and dissolve it in acid or something. Just something where you're destroying weed. People would freak out. Yeah, I mean the best way to do it is deep fake it. Like I grow the weed, I do all this stuff. But the first video I put out is like me in the dead of night with like night vision saying my neighbor's been growing weed. That stuff is horrible. And just torching it with gasoline <laughs> to the point that like you would be worried that someone would do that in someone else's house. That could be so easily faked. Uh, that's true. That's f- that would be a fun video though. That would be uh, Deepak Chopra moment. Uh, something about something that I liked about I am not okay with this. I'm a big Stephen King fan. I listen to the Losers Club podcast, the podcast all about Stephen King, and seeing the sort of homage to Carrie was a big was a I thought that was a very cool moment. And um, make two and two is that cool ass song by Echo and the Buddy Men they played. I thought that's a that's I'm not a big music guy, but that song really speaks to me for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why you liked it so much. My Deepak Chopra moment was coming down the steps. Uh, what is a role play that we could do? Oh, let's do a role play. Um, let's see. On our previous uh, Patreon recording, we were dueling Joe Bidens. <laughs> uh, I will be... I'll be Stan. Oh, I was thinking, I'll be Stan's dad. Okay, that sounds good. I'm back from the prom, Dad. I had a bad time. Dude, I had a great time at my prom. I used to clean up. Well, I didn't, Dad. I confessed my love to my, I confessed my love to Sid, and it turns out she's a lesbian. And then, hey, and then a, a jock punched me and knocked me out. Well, maybe she just hasn't met the right man yet. You That's know? really fucked up. Oh, you want to be a big man now? Step to your dad. Yeah, I think we should fight it out. You want to fight? No, actually, I mean, yeah, I just got punched fight. in the face and yeah. it hurts. And I'm strapped. What? <laughs> You don't fight with your pops when your pops is on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dad, stop waving that gun around. The day you hit puberty, you got that growth spurt up to 5'6". I knew trouble was coming. I bought a gun. Jesus, stop putting, stop waving that. I sleep outside your room brandishing my gun in case you ever act a fool. Jesus, Dad, that's really messed up. What made you like this? Um, you, Stan. You remind me of myself, and I'm dangerous. Oh my god! My dad killed himself. Now I'm covered with two dead guys' blood. Oh, the cops are gonna think I did this. I gotta, I gotta clean up the body. I gotta call someone. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Ring, ring. I wonder who's gonna pick up the phone. Hello. Uh, yeah. I, 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 uh, is this Vern Troyer's lawyer? This is uh, Vern Troyer's lawyer. How can I help you? I got a real problem. Listen, my dad just killed himself right in front of me, and I'm worried the cops Whoa. are gonna think I did it. Whoa, did you bring up cops? (laughs) You don't talk to cops. The cops said Vern was a drunk. You've seen his sex tape. That man was sober as a horse. I don't really think that Vern Troyer... I know you're Vern Troyer's lawyer, but he's been dead for a few years. I don't know why you bring him up all the time. Oh, so you don't want to talk about Vern. Then I'm not ready for this. I'm going to send you a bill in the mail. This was a $215 phone call. Thank you. Boop. (laughs) What do you give the show? I give this show like a four. I think the plot is weak. The acting struggles at points. Sid, especially Dean, is not bad. Yeah. Uh, but there are some okay characters. There's some nice scenes. 
But the TV is anachronistic, so who knows? <laughs> I'm going to give I Am Not Okay With This a 7. Uh, I think I like the theme. I like a supernatural teen drama. It's probably my favorite genre of television, a supernatural teen drama. You, know, you got Teen Wolf, you got Buffy, all these things I really like. So I like a supernatural teen drama. Characters were cool. Some representation. A lot of good stuff in there. The song was nice. Uh, COVID-19 took it away, just like COVID-19 is taking everything from us. Democratic hoax. Good night, <laughs> Uri. Good night, Troy. <laughs>